Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. And we're back, man. Episode 104. Yep. All right, man. This is it's one hell of a journey. Um, I mean, we obviously It's still crazy that we had 104 episodes of I know, content. man. It's just a trip. I know, man. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I know everybody's, you know, why like I know everybody's kind of having a hard time with the, you know, the whole landscape of America and the world and this virus and whatnot. And, and I think back to a week ago, how me and Keith felt about the virus overall. It's yeah. Not, it's not like we dismissed it, mm-hmm. but we were kind of like, you know, it's just incremental information as it came, like the more you kind of update your programming. So yeah. we were still getting it. Uh, but yeah, I, I would personally say it's serious. And was it labeled a pandemic at the time yet? Uh, I think this is pretty recent. The whole pandemic, yeah, thing. It is maybe recent. a couple weeks, maybe a day or so, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, this shit's serious. It's contagious. People are getting it. But mm-hmm. I know you're tired of hearing about that shit. But but um, it's new info coming new, out, man. We got to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's new info coming out. But mm-hmm. so we got to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but a point that I wanted to make is, uh, content creators, if you're listening to this, comedians, uh, podcasters. Um, whoever you are, people need us more than ever right now. I'm not trying to say that, you know, to sound narcissistic, but people want to get away from, you know, they're not getting what they normally get throughout the day. So they have a little more time to listen to content. So this is the time to step your shit up, right? You know, it it could be the end of the world and we would still find a way to get a podcast out because we know some people like to hear different shit. Yeah. Some of you guys like to hear about, you know, um, Anal and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know you got you guys got to chill on that anal, man. That's how you get corona, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, yeah. that's funny. But yeah, I think um, it's just piggybacking off that idea. I think it's very important for, like you said, anybody that's create creating any sort of content, right? But you know, I'll take a different angle. Uh, I was just talking to my buddy earlier, and we were talking about a film um, that you know I've been is you know, I talk about it a lot, but it's just a, a film I've been writing about Bakersfield. But he kind of gave me like he put he kind of put a battery in my back because he was like, "Yo, man, this is the perfect time to get all the actors and right. you know producers and stuff that you want because no one's working right now. Hollywood is completely shut down." And I was like, yeah, man. I So I made a like a to-do list for myself. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to start contacting people right now. So hopefully by the time this passes, um, we'll be able to, you know, get the ball rolling on that. So just just any sort of content, man. Like, I think this is a although that although, you know, we, we're doing content that's to be seen by the masses pretty immediately. You right, know what I mean? As right. far as like skits or, you know, podcasts or YouTube videos or whatever. Um, also utilize this time to almost make an investment into content as well. 100%. Like content that maybe that people may not see for two, three months down the line, but you're still, you know, putting time into it. Whether it's, you know, like for us, we, we're we um, slowly building a workspace so we can... Um, so we can have the visual element to our podcast and right. we can have a space where it's, it's more inviting for different guests and stuff like that. So, 100%. you know, all you creators out there, make sure you, you put that kind of work in or, you know, even even um, for for me, um, one of the things that I want to do and I still haven't done yet is just do YouTube like film 
oriented YouTube stuff. Take time to, you know, build a space, build a, a little platform in your in your home or your bedroom or whatever to start to build that out. So it's just it's just the perfect time, man. We got it. We, we're sitting on our just use not. This is probably a terrible comparison, but when you think about people in prison, you know, they, they have so much time on their hands to where, right. you know, they're just reading books. They're, you know, reading the Bible. They're, they're doing their push ups or whatever. Like you almost use this time as a time like that to where you could really get in tune with yourself, really start studying different things and uh, just getting better at whatever you want to get better at. A hundred percent. A lot of people right now, they have a really different schedule because this I mean, it's this is very intrusive. You know, yeah. you're you're in your home and you're normally not out. I mean, you're normally out doing things. Yeah. So a lot of people right now, their schedule is like eat breakfast, watch Netflix, fuck, go back to sleep, eat dinner, lunch, fuck. (laughs) People are just eating food and fucking right now. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are doing, man. You know, you got to make sure you don't just use this time to just do that. Like read some books, get some audio books and shit. Yeah. Also, we definitely need to be doing some sort of physical activity. 100%. Because if you're just sitting, like if you're just sitting at the crib um, eating and watching Netflix all day, um, part of, you know, battling this whole like pandemic or the whole coronavirus is just being healthy. You know what I mean? So you want to be physically healthy or physically fit enough so that if you do come in contact with this virus, you know, your immune system, everything is going to be on an up and up because you already putting that work in. So exactly. Yeah. 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 You need your immune system. So if anybody smokes cigarettes, stop smoking that shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Because what's going to happen is it's a respiratory virus. So it's going to start fucking you up. You need your lungs to breathe. You don't need your lungs to be polluted. So I'm not attacking you cigarette smokers. Right. But you need to stop fucking smoking right now. I know a lot of you guys got anxiety and smoking cigarettes is how you deal with most of your shit. But right now is not the time. Stop smoking. Start working out. Yeah. And stop drinking so much alcohol. Like you're breaking down your immune system when you need it. Like your immune system is like a bank account right now. Mm-hmm. And each time you work out or anything that's that's expanding those lungs and giving you as much oxygen as you can get, that's what you need to be doing. You know, it's interesting. I just I was um talking to my uncle the other day and he's uh he's a pretty heavy drinker himself yeah and uh he was already a little bit tipsy and uh he was trying to go to the store and i was i was trying to talk him out of going to the store right but you know once a like i'm not his mom i you know i'm not gonna whoop him i'm not gonna restrain him from going to the liquor store right but i can give him some sort of like words of encouragement but one thing i do i i've only recently started or I made maybe made this realization yesterday was that um it's all like obviously I knew this before, but it's just coping mechanisms, right? But I, I'm starting to see that these people are actually verbalizing their their reasons for drinking or their yeah. reasons for doing anything. Like, you know, if you think about a person that smoke, you're like, God dang, these kids are stressing me out. I need a cigarette. <laughs> or my uncle, for instance, he was like, Man, I need to drink to cope with my family. <laughs> wow, man. You know what I mean? So I uh it's, it was just it was just crazy, crazy to me that, you know, that in in 2020 we know that therapy is so popular now and there's so many different forms of therapy. You can get therapy on the go. You can get somebody to just call your phone. You can actually yeah. you know, start to meet obviously it costs money and stuff like that, but it also costs money to buy a pack of cigarettes every day. It costes 100%. money to buy alcohol. So I don't know. This is just thought I had yesterday. 
Yeah, that's true. But a vice will fit every situation. If you have a vice and that that vice is, you know, you're a womanizer. Let's say you're married, but you just can't stop getting pussy. You know, as soon yeah. as you leave your wife, you're like, oh, man, man all these girls everywhere. Bikinis, man, it's spring break. Yeah. yeah you know, I, and what it is, is people will make excuses for these things instead of realizing they got a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. People smoke cigarettes. All oh, these kids are stressing me out. Yeah. You smoke. Oh, I'm having such a great day. I can use the cigarette like that. Yeah. For every for every moment people you know apply this you know their vice is perfect for that yeah so don't use the time to don't use this time to uh, apply that uh you know those negative things to you right now man. you gotta yeah. you gotta you got a lot of time even if you're still working you got enough time you got more time on your hands than you normally would because you're not yeah. outside like that or you shouldn't be out there yeah. like that right now yeah and you get in places faster you know ain't True. no traffic out there so true yeah, that's been a trip for me, man. Mm-hmm. Um, being a truck driver in this moment is is very different. Um, first of all, you know, the country relies on us to bring these products in. Um, yeah. And being as I'm a fuel hauler, I went through the heart of Los Angeles the other day and about 75 percent of traffic was, re- was removed. I had to take some photos. I've never seen this shit like that at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. It's fucking just. Yeah. Dis- desolate like there's nobody out there yeah i was glad though because it means a lot of people are taking this shit serious mm. you know you got a few knuckleheads out here that look like, this shit ain't real there ain't nothing going <laughs> on. you know but for the most part a lot of people are staying indoors please do that yeah stay in the house man it's uh i see like for me i i i'm not staying in the house but i'm staying away from large groups of people just because right. i got to maneuver and you know like you know, make stuff happen here and there, go to the post office and whatnot. But other than that, I'm not, I'm not, you know, out just partying and stuff. I, that was today, there was um, a group of friends and they were trying to like link up and go play volleyball. And I was like, nah, like I can't do it. Cause I don't know how many, I don't know exactly how many people that, that was going to be there, but um, it started to sound like more and more people were starting to get invited and it just started to make me uncomfortable, especially in that type of thing where, you you know, you're bouncing around a freaking volleyball and who knows, you know, what kind of germs is being tossed around. I think the only thing like uh, on Saturday, my grandma, we had a little gathering for her and it was just like and it was only going to be a small amount of people. So I was like, all right, I'll yeah. pull up. And, and, you know, it's it's my grandma. I don't know how many years, you know, how much more time she has on this earth. So if, you know, if there was uh, uh, if I did end up getting sick because of that, um, obviously, we did a lot of things to like limit the the um, the, the passing of, of the virus and whatnot. Right, but, right. you know, if you got sick in that manner. Um, I would probably be okay with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if it, if I did get sick from playing volleyball with a bunch of friends and stuff like that, I'd be pissed off. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, you get sick from like eating a sandwich from a gas station or something. Yeah. Yeah. You eating a fucking Corona sandwich. Ain't that a, <laughs> ain't that a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> if I get sick, see, here's the problem though. This would be scary. Imagine if you just mind your business and then you say, fuck it. I need some quarantine pussy. <laughs> So you hit some chick over, she comes by, you guys have sexual relations, and then you get sick. You'd be like, fuck, this bitch gave me the disease. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> this is also a time where, like, this is what I've been realizing about the world is that, um, like, especially with addictions and habits, 
yeah. is that people are willing to do so much to to have that desire or that need. So just yeah. like just like you know this coronavirus, for instance, like is in it's a time where we shouldn't be inviting everybody or shouldn't be in, interacting with a bunch of people. And yet there's some guy out there that's probably hitting up four or five different girls in their yeah. phone and trying to get whichever one to come through. Yeah, and they're, and they're doing it. Yeah. 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 Let me pre- let, let me uh let me backtrack a little bit. Look, I, I, I tapped into my comedy my comedy zone, my comedic zone, right? And I dropped the B word. I don't call women a B word all the time. Oh, okay? I didn't even hear. So I'm yeah, like, I was just Yeah. So yeah, so this is the comedy zone. I don't want nobody listening <laughs> to be like, he's calling women bitches. I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke, okay? But yeah. no. Um. Yeah, dude. You, you gotta you gotta move differently. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm disciplined enough to where I'm not trying to hook up with chicks right now. It's for the greater good of the world. So I could put my you know my needs at bay. Yeah. But, you know. Uh. Let's go ahead and get into this next thing, man. Might as well. So switching gears. It's kind of almost the same shit, but not really. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. Um. Being in quarantine is still cute right now. You know, it's like quarantine and chill with my family. I'm I'm at home. I'm standing at home. It's real cute to everybody right now. We've never experienced this, but this is what happens. Everybody, after a while, we're going to be watching the news indoors. We're going to be uh, seeing the 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 infected uh, rate go up. We're going to see the death. I pray to God this ain't the reality, but this could be a reality. We watch the infected rate go up. We start watching the death toll rise. And we like, you know what? If I'm going to get it, I'm not going to die inside. I'd rather go outside. And those are going to be the people that fuck us. Yeah. The ones that are, you know, first of all, we have a very skewed idea of how many people have Corona because we don't have the fucking test. Right. Mm -hmm. There could be a lot of us that are infected with this shit and we don't know it, but we seeing the cases go up because they finally got the proper way to test people. Mm-hmm. And that alone will make I'm not going to die in my house. I'm going to go out and live my life. And they're going to fuck us because they're going to get way more people infected. Yeah. You're going to start seeing um, uh, influencers on social media start new hashtags like fuck Corona. You know, I'm going to live my life. People are going to be going to big parties and hanging out mm-hmm. and desert parties, desert part. And that's going to fuck us. Mm-hmm. It's going to fuck us. Joe Rogan said something earlier on his podcast that was genius. He talked about those spring breakers that didn't want to go home. And uh, he was like, you know what? He's like, I have to put myself like in the mind of these people. Their, their brains aren't developed yet. Because, you know, when you're 19, you, you're, your frontal cortex, that's not developed. That's the part that um, determines like, the, your decision making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you basically got a mushy brain, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's what he said his daughter called it. Because he was explaining the frontal cortex to his nine-year-old, I think his nine-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And... uh and he was like, yeah, you, it's not developed. And he said his daughter was like, almost like mushy brain. He's like, exactly. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> got that mushy brain. Yeah. So you got these mushy brain ass fucking people. And all, <laughs> he said all they want to do is like, woo, fuck Corona. Let's get some pussy. <laughs> I want to get some pussy tonight. Woo, fuck Corona. Yeah. These young people do not give a fuck about a virus. They don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. These young people are not thinking about mortgages. They're not thinking about marriages. They're not thinking about viruses. They're not thinking about 401ks. They're not thinking yeah. about portfolios. They don't give a fuck. They just want to fuck. Yeah. That's all they want to do. Fucking drink. We've seen a little Miami clip of the, the P 
people and the girls and dudes out there that mm-hmm. went to that little Miami uh, spring break thing because they had already bought their tickets. Right. Yeah, and they were saying the same sentiments. Like, yeah, we just we got our tickets a long time ago, so we just wanted to have fun. We weren't letting we we don't want to let this coronavirus stop us from having fun. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. You selfish fucking loser. And then it'll be and then this will happen, right? And I don't want to laugh at this because it ain't funny, but. Let me put a little comedic spin on this. I mean, the same person. We just want to have fun. We can't. We got these tickets a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, <laughs> I just want everybody to pray for me. I don't know how I got sick. I don't know how I got sick. I'm just really sick right now. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you was the same chick on the beach, fucking. Yeah, talking about you had tickets, and now look at you. Look yeah. over there, looking like Tiny Tim. Yeah. <laughs> One thing, um, kind of what we were talking about this earlier, I still don't know. They said like two Lakers players had it. We still don't know who it is yet. You don't know who it is. They're probably somebody from the G League or the D League. Ain't no telling, man. Yeah. And I I think that's the bad part for me. Like, I think right now is a time where we should have full transparency. 100% full transparency. Because it's, it's, we're, we're, because we're learning on the go. This is, you know, obviously this, this is, this is a new strain of this virus. And um, for them to be so secretive, I think it's it's uh, it's not helpful for 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 the for the society for society. So. Yeah, I feel like there was like an email from the government, like, "Hey, you guys only can say how many so many people got it." Because if it's the NBA and all these teams are traveling, playing each other, you need to understand that more yeah. there are more people with coronavirus than fucking that got uh, uh, put out in the public. Yeah, 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 and yeah. all yeah, like you said, all these teams are playing each other. The Jazz, uh, I don't know who they had played last, but that when the did. Nets players caught it, they start testing the Lakers players. Mm-hmm. So whoever the Jazz had played prior to that, I'm sure. Yeah, this is a lesson, man. This is a lesson for virus control. I think this is going to change the way we yeah. do everything going forward. I think the the sad part is is that um, the whole like Rudy Gobert situation, I, I hadn't seen the video, but they were saying, that he was walking around touching microphones and yeah. like the you know the coronavirus ain't gonna get me it ain't gonna get me and that's, that's like before he knew he had it though yeah that's what I'm saying but that could have been the reason why he got it yeah so true it's uh we just I think you kind of going going back to how some old, of the sentences how old is Rudy Gobert uh I'm not sure he probably he probably in his late twenties early thirties. Uh, I have so. no idea how old he is, but that was really immature, though. Yeah. yeah, you don't play with that type of shit. Yeah. You know, I cracked a little jokes. You know, I said, but I compare coronavirus to you know like HIV or AIDS, and I said like I cracked the joke saying like it was Corona in the pussy before it was, yeah, you know, actually coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then some people hit me up like, "Yo, that was fucking hilarious." Yeah, so I was like, "Yeah, awesome," because you know some people need to laugh. Yeah, you know, but all I know is is uh, yeah, it's just this the whole situation right now is highly inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I was thinking about too right now was the way we kind of like disregard the elderly. Like we totally just shit on them. It's like fuck them. Who cares about old people? That's kind of the sentiment that I'm getting from just people in general. Because every time we see the death toll, they're like, "Oh, they must have been old, man." I mean, they're old, dude. What do you expect? Yeah. And I'm like, hold on a minute. If this virus was affecting children, it would be completely different. Like the energy that we put towards it would be different. They're, the babies are dying. Please stay inside. Please stay inside. The babies are dying. And everybody would not even leave their fucking homes yeah. if it were actually children being affected. But since they're elderly, nobody cares. Yeah. Like they care, but they don't care the way they should. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even when uh, the whole grocery shop and toilet paper shit was going on, 
Nobody even cared about the elderly. They had to make like they had to like start like stores. They had to make rules mm-hmm. for elderly people to get groceries, man. Yeah. And they had to like be in there for two hours before everybody else just so they could get basic essentials because nobody gave a fuck about them. There was an old man that it was a it was a video that I mean it was a picture that was really disturbing. There was some chick that had a shopping cart with multiple rolls of toilet paper, like a shitload of rolls. No pun intended. Um and yeah, she, was, she was a fat ass, that's what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of shit. No, um <laughs> she had a lot of rolls of toilet paper in her cart, and then it showed an old man driving on those little store carts, and he was looking at the aisle and there was no toilet paper. Yes. Yeah. So he's sitting there with, and it was just so sad to see it. The the thing that bothers me the most about this whole situation is it it shows our society's true colors. A hundred percent. Everyone is just it, being extremely selfish in this time. Yeah, so you know, you know, there's a lot of people out here that are uh, essentially hoarding. There's somebody out here that probably got a garage full of toilet paper right now right and there's somebody else out here that's on a last roll and they wonder where the next one is going to come from or if the yeah. store is going to stop stock up in enough time to right for them to get some toilet paper i got a while before i have to go back to the store for toilet paper because i i use i got enough in there to handle my business but yeah but you also live by yourself so right that stuff is just right you know, there was this one dude who said, I have eight kids. I'm like, yo, that's a lot of ass right yeah. there. Yeah. That's a lot of different asses right there. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through 12, 13 rolls in a week. Because mm-hmm. you got, if they're shitting, imagine if your kids are shitting three times a day. Yeah. God damn, that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner shits. Yeah. God it's damn. so crazy. I was thinking, I was talking to my niece <laughs> the other day, and it's just, it was just so interesting how clueless she is about the whole like, she the a coronavirus is not even registered to her. No, nah, like that's kind of good too. She so don't have the anxiety. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was it, it was just interesting seeing like like she's how we were, you know, a month ago. Right. We weren't even worried about no virus or anything, just living life. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good thing, man. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just I don't know. It's just it's a this is a very strange time right mm-hmm. now. Very strange time. Um, we're gonna have to find a way to get past this. Uh, but here's another thing. Um, I think I was talking about the whole quarantine and chill thing earlier, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's really it's really cute right now. Um, yeah, we need to see how strong people are and how long you can stay inside without losing your shit, because a lot of people are very social. They go to nightclubs a lot. They go to uh, a lot of different social outings. They're used to being around mm-hmm. a lot of people. It's a lot of people that want to go out and just. And I've been seeing a lot of quarantine thirst traps. Mm-hmm. Like these women are horny out here, man. This shit is crazy. Yeah. One chick, she had like, uh, she had her pants down. She was like making gains or whatever. I'm like, yo, what are you doing right yeah. now? It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, but in regards to, I don't want to jump and hop around, but in regards to people being selfish, it's just more about self preservation right now. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about anybody. No, nobody else. Nope. Nobody. They don't give a fuck about anyone um, yeah. but themselves, and they stockpiled a bunch of shit. Last week, I talked about the lady that had a bunch of uh, cans of nacho cheese in the line, and I was like, oh, you having a party? She's like, no, I'm just stocking up. And I'm like, lady, yeah, you're going to have a nacho party to fucking 2025 with all them cans <laughs> you got. The craziest part is, is like, it just still, it, I still can't fathom this idea that Everyone just went out and grabbed all the hand sanitizer and right, all the toilet paper. Right. And Walmart is still open. 
Yeah, they the regular it. hour, the regular hours are still straight, and they're still doing and still doing it. Yeah, it's like if everyone just went on their normal normal shopping habits, which you know for for a lot of people it'd be like the second, third, fourth of the month or something like that after they get their food stamps True. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we still would have been good, and would nobody have to worry about like you know getting tissue or toilet paper or whatever, but. Said it's just it's natural selection, man. It's just an idiocracy. Yeah, I think that you know the way this shit is looking. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that potentially, which I hope that doesn't happen, but that can get this shit without even you know knowing they got it. Mm-hmm. You know, this shit could be airborne. I, I took some notes down earlier, um, or actually, I think I posted it on Instagram for anybody that's seen it. Uh, oh fuck! Well, I turned my internet off so I could talk, so I'm not going to look that up. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> it, it was like it, 30 minutes to three hours yeah, or something. For, it could be airborne for 30 minutes to three hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fuck, how are you going to stop this shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not can't a, breathe. <laughs> yeah, you can't breathe. You, it, people say, that's why I wear a mask. But even if you have a mask, it doesn't matter because if it lands on your face, it's going to still get in. It's going to it's going to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Infiltrate you. Basically. Yeah. I think you know when I seen that. That's when I was like, "Bro, we got no, we got no hope." No, it's it's a wrap. But what what I what what I took from that though is that we just have to be more. We just have to limit our uh, not necessarily that, but in a broad scope, we just have to limit our opportunities of, of contracting the virus. Yeah. Um, which in turn is like, you know, staying in the house yeah. or, uh, you know, just, you know, just making sure you're uh, sanitizing everything, killing germs, uh, hand sanitizer, wipes, disinfectant spray, all these all these things, um, because you don't want to be that person that gets it from for a stupid reason. Right. Like, like you said, like touching a gas pump or, yeah. you know, um, hitting whatever. it from the back. <laughs> That's a good way to get it. I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, That's funny. Some uh what do you call that? That's a doggy corona. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dang, that'd be crazy. What if they came up with a whole new sex position for coronavirus? But dogs I, that the dogs is getting it too. Yeah, I know. I see yeah. That. And um you know, that's why I be telling y'all white folks to stop kissing y'all dogs. Cause man, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, y'all got to stop that. That that no. was sad. This dog just living, <laughs> living his life. You know, eating dog food. You know, going walks in the park and whatnot. And his his owner kiss him in the mouth or kiss her they, in the mouth. They interviewed the dog. He's like, y'all niggas is crazy. That's funny. But they were the 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 thing that I took away from that article is they were saying for um, basically telling owners not to leave their do not abandon your dog because that's that will make it worse. Yeah, because um, I think that that's shit. what yeah I think that's what some people were uh, doing it when, whenever they seen the pandemic happen. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, and yeah, you, you imagine you see a dog because you know I love dogs too, right? But Imagine you see a stray dog out and they, they's like, oh, he's got Corona. Get him out. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying put your dog down, but, you know, you can keep your dog and try to help the dog or some people might try to put him down, which I mean, I'm not recommending that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you let your dog go and somebody else sees him like, oh, my God, a puppy. And then he licks them in the face. Now they got fucking Corona. Yeah. You know, and this the, the, the virus originated from uh, an animal, from a bat. 
Yeah. And the bat got it from some other fucking animal. I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yo, first of all, Andrew show. Shout out to Andrew. He came up with a good joke. He's like, stop eating bats if we won't get the fucking coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 man. People, people in these countries be eating all kind of different animals. These wet markets is out of control, man. Yeah, it's like goddamn. You got fucking pigs, bats, motherfucking ferrets, turtles, all bleeding, laying right on top of each other. Yeah, it's like, dude, that is not good, man. We should not be eating nothing that's domesticated. No, nah, yeah, crazy. It, the dog, and I hate to say it, people say, oh, this is racist. But there literally are dogs there. They showed it. Dogs and all kind of mm, different animals, all yeah. kind of different meat. And not to mention, not only that, me and Keith just watched a video of uh, it was people in China at the wet market, and they checked the meat. You know how when you check like a watermelon and see if it's like if it's good, you kind of like cut like, it. Yeah, yeah. You the hollow like, sound, the hollow sound, or mm-hmm. you or you look at like a avocado and you kind of grab it to see mm-hmm. if it's like firm or whatever, or if it's like ready to eat. Yeah. They do that to the meat. Raw meat. Raw meat that's uncovered and they everybody touch it. Mm-hmm. Right? They be touching the fucking bloody ass dead meat. They and got they, so many. I'm sorry, I didn't oh, mean to cut you off. But they had so many different animals. It was frogs. Frogs. Was, you know, chickens that was just cut open with freaking guts and peacocks. You know, intestines and stuff. Yeah, just hanging out. It's like, what the? Like, it's. I mean, it's, it, we don't got it. You know, figured out all the way as far no. as like Americans, but we we cool on like some yeah. beef and some chicken, yeah, we, <laughs> and a little bit of fish. Yeah, we keep our shit simple, man. Yeah, but they over there eating delicacies. <laughs> and let me be clear, you know this this should come off as you know I guess xenophobic or whatever the case to be like, oh well, you're just trying to tell you know people what they can eat or not eat. If it's for the greater good of the world, you goddamn right. Yeah. Not to mention the people that um out there touching the meat. Uh, what I, the video we watch is showed that when people get their money out of their wallet, they lick their finger and then they start moving the money around. Mm-hmm. So you just put the fucking coronavirus in your mouth, and now you' about to go spread it to the world. And it's so, they're so. It, I mean, I guess this is uh, uh, you know, even in America, we we aren't necessarily the most sanitary Fuck people, no, but we not. do have practices in place to prevent a lot of these things like right? hand if washing you, yeah exactly if you're an employee at a restaurant or any other place you by law you have to wash your hands when you leave the bathroom yeah you know if you do it or if you don't whatever but at least we're practicing these things what they're saying there is that they don't have hand sanitizer nope. in the bathroom not even so they don't even have toilet paper so you no. go in there and use the bathroom and you got to get up and dip yeah is so it- taking all these viruses these germs and everything yeah. spreading it all across our food they said that a lot of people out there don't even know how to wash their hands, meaning they just wash it with water and not yeah. even use soap. And you can't get rid of no germs. You with can't this get water. rid of virus without soap. Mm-hmm. And look, it's not me saying this; it's actually on YouTube. And she's Asian. Yeah, the girl she's, is Asian. Yeah, she's Asian. So it's mm-hmm. just like, yo, like we we have to figure out how we move going forward because this ain't the first time we got SARS, which is another form of basically a coronavirus that popped mm-hmm. off in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. And these viruses, is this shit is real. And the worst part about it is you can't see it, mm-hmm. right? And when you get when you get anything from an animal to a human, it's so foreign it doesn't even know what the fuck to do. It's like, yo, what's going on in here? Mm-hmm. What kind of host I got? Oh, it's a black guy. Oh, we got to play basketball. You, you know? stupid <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus would be inside a, a black man. Like, yo, yo, let's go to Popeyes, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> funny. <laughs> oh, dang. 
That'd be crazy. What if the coronavirus had like a whole new like mentality when it got into like certain cultures? <laughs> it get inside a Mexican person and be like, "Dang fool, what's up?" <laughs> or South Florida, the coronas, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it get a white person to be like to be a, a rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh dang, what's that grunge rock? Yeah, coronavirus getting a white person. <laughs> a white person be like, <laughs> 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 that screamo stuff, bro. Yeah, motherfucking uh, turning a what's the uh, uh, it turned into an uh, insane clown posse. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Uh, but what I love about this situation, right, and um, is this, um, it reminds us that we're all human, regardless of you know people being black, white. Uh, Mexican, gay, straight, transgender, whatever. We all have one objective and one goal, and that's to get this fucking virus behind us. Yeah. Everything else is secondary. Yeah. Everything else is secondary, right? I seen a post by the running back, uh, Reggie Bush. He used to play for USC. Um, and it was a video of his black man putting his hands up, and the police had kicked him, or whatever. And he was like, "Hey, I didn't do nothing." And I was thinking to myself, like, this isn't right. But at the same time, this shit is not a first priority. Yeah. Right now, coronavirus. Like, we can't worry about police brutality if it ain't police and us. Because the virus is like, yo, like, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I I didn't really have any time to give things like that energy, man. This is taking all of us. Yeah. Right now, there's no liberals, there's no conservatives, there's no black, there's no white, there's motherfucking corona. Yeah. This trumps everything. Mm-hmm. That's what people need to understand. I've been seeing people still like, these liberals are doing it, or these concerns. It's not about any of that. It is about what is in the great, what is, what can we do to overcome this? Yeah. Because it, with the rate of where things are going, within 18 plus days, we're going to get some news that's going to have everybody shook that I don't want to see. So if you listen yeah. to this pod, if you're listening to this podcast, do your fucking job. What? Yeah, and I don't wish, like I said, we don't wish death up on anybody, right? But um, it the world is gonna be shook when you know one of these celebrities or athletes or whatever ends up, you know, moving on because of this virus, and that's it. It shouldn't take that for us to start living the right way right yeah. right and the biggest fear i have is stupid people are going to prolong, prolong the virus mm-hmm. because here's the thing what i've seen and first of all i'm not trying to talk down on anybody that still wants to try to maintain some level of you know life outside of this i've seen people going to the park and that they're keeping a social distance but honestly right now i think that's even too much yeah i think you need to work out at home Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To, get, to be real, you need to go to the store. Okay, that's when you used to take a risk. You need to, you need to lessen your time around people. You need to be in the motherfucking house right now. Yeah. Okay. All this, like, uh, I've seen people riding their bikes. They riding in groups of three or four and driving around and stuff. It's like, yo, that's not quarantine. Mm-hmm. That ain't quarantine. Quarantine is when you're in the motherfucking house and people can't take it. Yeah. That's what's going to set us back. You need to sit. In the motherfucking house. This is an airborne. This is an airborne virus. Yeah. So let's say you're in a group of three and you're on a bike trail, but Susie coughs uh, and she's like 17 bikes ahead of you, and it flies and hits you in the face, and you get coronavirus. 
and you don't got no symptoms for two weeks and you go see grandma. Hey, grandma, everybody's healthy. No, you're not. Because when you when you're not showing symptoms, that's when you are the most contagious. Mm -hmm. So you passing this shit without knowing it. That's the most scary thing about it. Yeah. This is very deceptive. So you need to do your part. If you still out here kayaking and shit, <laughs> go in a fucking house. Yeah. Like, seriously. Mm -hmm. If you don't give a fuck about what we're saying, go ahead. But don't listen to me. Go look up the stats. Go look up what they, they're telling you. If you don't need to go to work or you don't need to go to the grocery store, you need to be in the house. Yeah. Okay. Go in the backyard and work out. Mm -hmm. I know you want to go outside, but you need to stop that shit. Yeah. I think uh, Tom Hanks just posted today uh, on the 22nd. Oh, on uh, on Twitter, finally, he said, uh, hey, folks, two weeks after our first symptoms, we and we feel better sheltering in place work, sheltering in place works like this. You don't give it to anyone. You don't get it from anyone. Common sense. No going to take a while. But if we take care of each other, help where we can and give up some some comforts, this too shall pass. We can figure this out. Thanks. All right. Let's give it up to Tom Hanks. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right. That's what yeah. you got to do, man. Stay yeah. in a fucking house. This is good to hear from him because right. you know, we hadn't, we don't know what's going on and right uh, how bad or how good he's doing. So it's good. Yeah, you hear about um uh, the weekend and the coronavirus. Mm -mm. He didn't get the coronavirus because he was so toxic that the coronavirus couldn't get inside of him. Wait, what? He couldn't get the coronavirus because he was so toxic that the coronavirus said, "Nah." Oh no! I Damn, to... you didn't get the joke. Fuck. I didn't. I'm, I'm lost. I'm like, what the heck? No, the weekend. The weekend is so toxic. <laughs> you would have to understand his music. Yeah, but he's so toxic that the virus is like, nah, I ain't fucking with this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to make a to make a long story short, or actually to touch back on what we talked about way earlier. I don't like jumping around too much, but we said like people that create content, like people need us more than more now than ever. Yeah, the weekend just dropped his album the other day. Mm -hmm. And that's big. That's big time. There is a pandemic going on. And when you're releasing content during a time like this, people need that shit. Yeah. He got some cuts on there, though. I like I, that. I like the album, you know, but it's still growing on me right now. Yeah. Um, I I haven't sat down with it. I kind of skimmed through it. Mm -hmm. But um, just because I was in the car with somebody, I was playing it. But um, yeah, I think I was I was uh, in the in, at my grandma's little birthday gathering and i marvin gay what's going on had came on and oh, it was shit. like i was like man this is so crazy because i always feel like you know this song pops up and it's and it's extremely timely every time like you know just just hearing that song at a time like this with the the virus going around right. and, you know politics and the uproar and all these things i'm like yes yeah, it's like it's a very timely song yeah weekend the weekend he just dropped music it's like he's like it'll be like uh I got the cocaine in my sinus. <laughs> Little mama said she got coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his album is pretty cool, man. Uh, but look, folks, I know a lot of you guys are having like social anxiety and things of that nature. Uh, trust me, I get it. I was telling Keith earlier, I didn't realize it, but I was having some form of anxiety and it didn't come from me being scared. It came from me having to uh, change the culture and how I normally move out in the world. Now yeah. I'm a guy that I, I have a can of uh, of light uh, generic Lysol spray, <laughs> and I have a big, huge industrial sized thing of sanitizer. 
that I've already I've been had it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like you like, yo, I can't touch that door now, but I'll put sanitizer on or let me back this door down with my back to open it instead of doing that. Oh, wait a minute. Can coronavirus live on your clothes? Yeah. Oh, shit. Let me do this. And it's like you're you're thinking so much about how to not get the shit that it causes a form of anxiety. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what you got to tell yourself is this. The way that I get past that is just literally um, just sketching out my moves before I leave the house. Like, yo, I'm going right here to do this. I'm going to do this like this. And then I'm going to go here. Yeah. Just limiting your interactions with certain things as of now. This is temporary. Mm-hmm. OK, it's temporary. Just just hang on as much as you can. Yeah, I agree. Along with that content, I had um, I, I have finally uh, got around to Gambino's album today. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I think him and uh, The Weeknd have. Dude, you, got, you got fucking glitter in your beard, man. Glitter? It's like a piece of red glitter in your beard. It's hilarious. This is like oh, right there. Been eating a lot of glittery pussy these days. Wow. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> nah, but yeah, I, I played his album today. It has that same, it has the same, uh, a lot of that uh, electronic sound to it. I think for me, the the thing just kind of, I played Gambino's album all the way through, but I skimmed through the weekends. Where is it at? It's on his website? Or no, they officially posted it last night. On Spotify? Yeah, on all the, D- oh, the DSPs. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking um, about. But for, for me, it was uh, like the drums. I like a lot. I like the drums on Gambino's album a lot more okay. than The Weeknd's. Because The Weeknd's, it sound like that kind of like that 70s, like yeah. dooch, dooch. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but Gambino got like some real like. Yeah, of course. But it's mm-hmm. two different. Like uh, I noticed his music is a lot dark, like really dark. Yeah. So he tends to use certain uh, instrumental elements yeah. in his music. Um, I'm just talking about the drums, though. Like that's yeah. the one thing that bothers me about the Weekends album. It's like that, that like '70s like electronic like yeah NPC thing. Like you guys going on? Like the drums don't slap. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean mm-hmm. that's how he's made his music, though. That's just yeah. like I guess that's his, I guess his brand. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even think it's that because I've heard some stuff like some of his past albums mm-hmm. and the drums not, but I don't know. But that's just my takeaway from it. Um, but yeah, you know, if you out there, just you know, if you ain't got nothing to do, throw both of those albums on. And you don't have anything to do. That's why you're listening to us. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, just trying to get everything uh, in regards to this fucking Corona shit, man. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's just, it's just different. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, you talked about companionship. Oh. Um, are you afraid to be alone? Right. There's a lot of people right now that are single. A lot of women is that's single right now and they're indoors. A lot of men that are single indoors and, you know, they're hanging on. But normally they would have a pussy appointment by now or they would be or the chick would be hooking up with a guy by now. But being as we're quarantined, people are going to be taking risk. Right. So they're not going to be one to just be in the house like, you know, quarantine. The average person was not built to do that. Yeah. You know, and people always tend to want to gravitate to someone at this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so I think for for me I just um this is this is a time where like you said you're 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 in you're by yourself a lot. Right. And um I would just pose to anybody out there not to try to rush into any sort of thing just because we're in a stressful state as a as a society. 
just be like you know be very calculated with who whom you choose to spend your time with um because a lot of times when we when we are in these stressful states and we do rush into some sort of any sort of relationship, even if it's like a friend with benefits, right. if you're rushing into these things, you're going to end up with the wrong person. 100%. You know what I mean? So I just pose people to be mindful and don't, and don't be afraid of being alone. You yeah. Know, work right. on your work on yourself, because when you are the best version of yourself, you're going to match that energy. Energy is going to be matched by someone out there that's also working on themselves. Right. Exactly. You know, for you, for all those people that are single and they're, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I need to, you know, I'm getting older. I'm about to be 30. I need to, you know, hurry up and have a family and kids and stuff like that. Just think about think about it on a positive side. There's somebody out there that's working on themselves at the same time. There's some man or some woman or somebody out there that's, you know, maybe just finishing up their degree. They got a late start or right. somebody that's just getting a business started or, you know, finally, like, you know, took the time to sit down. And, you know, he has a regular job, but he's also putting in three, four hours right. a day into a personal business or right. whatever the case may be. And y'all going to run into each other on a whiff. You know, maybe right. y'all at Walmart or maybe y'all, you know, I don't know, Instagram, whatever the case may be, like y'all going to find each other. So. Just right. you know. yeah, like he said, man. There's, there's always there's some man or some woman or some trans out there, and uh, I'm dead. <laughs> That's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> uh, right? No, man. Look, like you can't be afraid to be alone. Yeah. Uh, this podcast has been sponsored by Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> do you like big black? Do you like big black asses? Go to Pornhub for your porn Oh, needs. man. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Yo, man. Yeah, man. Uh, that's the thing. People get a little vulnerable around times like this, man. But mm-hmm. uh, just hang on. Uh, we're going to get on the back end of this, and then you'll be able to think clearly after that point. Uh, but I think this is going to be a, the first wave of Corona babies. If you're able to track when the coronavirus hit, and then after we get it behind us, there are going to be a lot of pregnancies. Yeah. A lot of pregnancies. Because mm-hmm. people, all they doing is they watching their favorite movies. Fuck. Eat a dinner. Fuck. Eat mm-hmm. again. Fuck. And they just been fucking all day long. Yeah. And people have been busting in two minutes. So that's a total like that's six. six <laughs> you got three sessions of two minutes. It's fucking six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's funny. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Corona babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be Corona babies, man. Um, oh, this is what we want to talk about too. Um, uh, having racist thoughts about Asians, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's really owning up to it, but some people are coming out and doing it. And like, you don't want to have these, I guess, these xenophobia uh, moments. Mm-hmm. But let's be real about this, right? Um, it came from China. And uh, the president tweeted something like something. We're going to be a stronger nation than ever. We're going to get the Chinese virus behind us. And some dude was like, it's called uh, <laughs> it's called coronavirus or COVID 19. You fucking racist bastard or whatever. Yeah. And I was just busting up laughing. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, it did come. From China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It did come from China. So, yeah. Uh, I think uh, obviously like we, we need to be um, extremely mindful of how other uh, cultures are being affected by our words. But at the same time, just me and I'm, you know, I, I treat everybody equally. I don't, I'm not really the most, well, I think everybody's a little bit racist, but I was leaving the yeah. post office the other day and uh, 
this Asian dude walked by and I, I kind of did a double take because it like, like in my soul, it kind of was like, yo, this nigga might have a coronavirus. Man. And it, and it wasn't even a thing where I was just, you know, like, like outwardly trying to be disrespectful or whatever, but it just, in my soul, I was like, oh, snap. Like, it just shocked me a little bit. He was like, Hadouken! (laughs) 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 Yeah, man. (laughs) Here's the thing. This is the thing. I think that everyone has some form of racism in them. However, you're not racist if you check that shit at the fucking door. Yeah. Right? As soon as you think like, yo, he got the coronavirus. Hold on, bro. That's racist as a motherfucker. Let me know. If you do that, then you're not racist. Yeah. You're human. And I think it's a lot of people. Let's say, for example, this was uh, came from black people, right? Imagine how the world would look at us. Fuck, man. They keep on giving us these viruses. If they would just stop eating all that fried chicken, you know, these fucking viruses all over the goddamn place. Yeah, that would get ugly for us. Yeah, I'm tired of this goddamn Bernita, Bernita virus, okay? <laughs> I'm tired of this. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had a virus with a black name? That would make it worse. Ain't Jemima. Yeah, motherfucking Kwashanda virus. Kwashanda virus. Nobody would have the Kwashanda virus if they wouldn't keep going to Popeyes every fucking week. (laughs) 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 These goddamn biscuits, goddamn it. (laughs) Yeah, man. I just think that what it is right now is, regardless, like let's say, for example, coronavirus came from uh, dogs looking white people in the face. Right, we'd be like, God, these white people need to stop kissing these dogs in the mouth. That would be crazy. There would be a parallel for everyone, black, white. Chinese, Mexican, whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that because it affected the greater good of everyone, everyone's having these ideas. Yeah. They're like, damn, man, if they would stop, but let's be real about this. When you narrow it down, it has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with you being very unsanitary with these animals. Yeah. You know, you got them chopped up, bleeding, blood everywhere raw meat and you touching it with your hands without even washing your hands and then you lick your finger so you're transferring a virus from an animal to you which can go to us and become very contagious Mm -hmm. okay that has nothing to do with race that has everything to do with just unsan just not being unsanitary yeah period i think think, you know that you said it um you haven't made the point yet but the biggest point is they have to get these wet markets under control. They have to do it. They have to have some sort of sanitation practices because China, they they uh, outsource a lot of technology and a lot of um, even food as well. So for them, for those people to be in such um, close proximity to other people that are working in, there's people that are working in Apple factories right. or like sweatshops or making shoes or whatever. And, you know, they're cousin or father or whomever is selling meat at the in the wet on the wet market so it's like they have they have to go in there and regulate everything what that what what they're doing is cool and they're getting everything under control but um the the real issue is their practices right 100 you know? and it's, it's even like you know what was it that uh e coli outbreak that was happening and with the i think it was getting it it came from the chicken, but it was affecting like Chipotle and a lot of these other. Uh, oh, the salmonella. Yeah, salmonella. Sal- salmonella uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So, and, and but that, and we were able to trace it directly back to right. you know where it was coming from, and right. we realized it was coming from the chicken and stuff like that. Right. So that's what we have to do with these with this virus, and you know they need to go in there and like you know the u- utilize the the power that they have in their government and change those practices. So what they need to do is drop a soap bomb on these motherfuckers. 
They need to, they need to call Consuela and, and drop a <laughs> drop a fabuloso bomb <laughs> on the fucking China. <laughs> Just send funny. us Consuela over there. I clean, I clean everything. I clean it. <laughs> He'd be like, we'll never have this problem. <laughs> we just had a bunch of Fabuloso and hand sanitizer and shit. <laughs> the, look, after this shit goes away, we need to get as much bleach, soap, everything out there. If you're going to have these wet markets too, then we got to like quarantine y'all off. Like y'all got to live over here. Yeah. Y'all got to live over here. People just need to watch that. It's crazy how, I wonder how much we've gotten sick in our lifetime from getting products from China. I'm just curious. Oh man! Like like yo, them Nikes is dope, but I went through convulsions last night, bro. Niggas <laughs> dying over Jays. Yeah, it's like yo, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I got that. I got that new uh, PS4 controller, man. But like, I'm going blind in one eye. <laughs> barely play the game. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, dude, they got to get the wet markets. I don't know what they're gonna do. Mm. Oh, this is this is one of the most important points. Another one that Keith made. Uh, the coronavirus should give people more of an incentive to diversify their sources of income. Yeah, for real. Right? Yeah. So let's say, for example, me and Keith have been doing this shit next month. It'll be two years, right? Yeah. Um, and imagine how far we come along because we watched the numbers start to grow. The growth is, is really happening. And we are getting paid. By this time, I don't know when, we could be making a legit amount of money off of this. Yeah. So people will pay to listen. You know, you have, you know, Patreon content and all that other stuff. We'll get into that when we cross that bridge. However, if you're doing this, you ain't never going to stop working. Yeah. Never. And some people say, you can't even make money off podcasting. I'm thinking like, dude, that's cause, probably because you suck. <laughs> it's probably because you suck. That's, a, you know, you know, <laughs> and I want to stay on this point. So don't, let's no. not get sidetracked overall. No, no. But um, I remember, um, I'll be having conversations with certain artists and stuff, and they would be like, and these, and mind you, these are artists that have zero following, not zero, but like they don't really have no real fan base. It's, they don't got no record label talking to them or anything. Right, they don't right. got like, you know, no real traction in the game. Right, right. But the way that they speak lets you, you know, leads you to believe that they are actually doing stuff. Right, so right, I would hear right. people like, they would be like, yo, man, I, I'm just more of a conscious rapper. Like, the way that I rap is more, like, it's more conscious. Like, I need subject matter. I need, like, my, my, my I'm, I'm a storyteller. And I just seen the way that the game was moving, and I knew that it wasn't for me. It right. was like, bro, like, you don't, like, niggas don't listen to your music, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't understand where this angle is coming from, but... um uh, I don't even know how I said that, but <laughs> that just popped in my nah, head. Nah, I, I get it. Uh-huh. They have a rap name like Lil Dragon or something. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, folks, if you're going to be a rapper, stop putting Lil in front of your name now. <laughs> All the little names have been occupied. Just fucking yeah, stop. Yeah. Just fucking stop. Mm-hmm. And don't put Lil in front of your name if you're like 300 pounds. It'd be like Lil David. You'd be like, <laughs> bro, you're like six foot four, 300 fucking pounds. Yeah. There's nothing little about you. Yeah. Okay? Just stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, yeah, man. But um, definitely with this whole, um, you know, po- obviously they're staking this podcast, and, and we know the value of it, so we don't really have to tell that to anybody. No, sir. But um, as far as like diversifying your 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 income, I think we've we've always heard that old adage like you need six sources of or streams of income yeah. to really be uh, successful, sure. successful. And I think sure. I think for a while when. In when the when the economy is doing extremely well, we kind of lose sight of a lot of things. 
you know, when the stock markets is up, when everyone has a job, when the unemployment rate is really low, um, we we start to lose sight of the the essential or the the um, fundamentals of being a successful or just getting by, really. And um, I think that's what happened, you know, from like maybe the end of uh, Obama's term and early on in uh, in Donald Trump's um, term, we we got comfortable. And I think that, um, like I said, we lost sight of a lot of those things. But I do think like even if you're no matter what you're doing, like I remember I was I would be in, in high school and there's certain teachers and stuff that you talk to and you could tell like they're on a different level as far as right. like finances and the way that they move outside of teaching like yeah. they're good teachers or whatever but also i remember some of my teachers would be talking about some of the stocks they own or you know some of the you know just outside endeavors that they have going on outside of teaching yeah. and um you got to think a lot of these teachers once they tenure they're making they're making a solid amount of money and depending oh, yeah. on you know what kind of credentials and stuff you have you're making that much more money so even for you know some of those people you and yeah I remember there was a in some of those teachers be like couple like their husband also works at the school so you got to think however much money they're making that's times two True. so you know the amount of money that's going going through the household is a lot oh, but yeah. um but I just think like what happened like I said is that you know since the world is almost shut down as far as like non essential jobs you you can't you're not even going to work right um everything should be fine if you did have five other sources of income if you did have a maybe you um i don't know maybe you you have some sort of like e-commerce website and you're selling you know little things here and there or you know you got money in stocks or you got um you know whatever the case may be just finding that you know that that those different streams of income then you would be able to withstand this storm for at least a couple months. And then by the time everything gets back rolling and then your job gets back going, you'll be good and you'll come out on the other side pretty solid. But yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Um, uh, you just need something that's going to keep those wheels rolling because mm-hmm. you just, you can't rely on the world. Look what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people that who've been fucked off since they just froze everything. There are some people that they rely on tips. They rely on like a little hourly wage plus tips for them to make it, and they not getting nothing yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So we have to. We have to. I forgot what the percentage of people that live paycheck to paycheck, but it's astronomical. Yeah, it's super high. Mm-hmm. So I think if this, if you learn anything from this moment, it's to like, yo, don't ever get comfortable in an uncomfortable situation because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is, is you know, luckily, fortunately, I'm in a in a. Uh, I work as a truck driver, so I'm going to be one of the last motherfuckers on the road. If, yeah. you don't, if you don't see me on the road, then we got a problem. Yeah, it's all bad there. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> but yeah, there'll be the the fuel consumption will be a little lower, but people still need to get where they need to get, so people are still getting fuel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, you know, we are, I mean, I remember they would always talk about these like recession proof jobs or recession proof right. things. And right. I think, um, I just think this is a very eye-opening experience, and I hope right. that we just all learn our lessons because, you know, even somebody has an extremely good job, like right. you, you, you maybe have been teaching for so many years or whatever. So it's also it's important to definitely diversify your sources of income, but also we always talk about having that emergency fund, making right. sure you got money saved up. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. hundred percent. You know who's making more money than all of us though? He's making more money than cops. He's making more money than truck drivers, making more money than fuck almost anyone. Mm-hmm. The weed man. That motherfucker is making bank yeah, right now. That's recession proof right there. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers are smoking truckloads of weed right Stressed now. Stressed out. My goodness, dude. Mm-hmm. People are anxiety and everything is at all time high. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you a weed man's not making less than a, over a thousand dollars a day. If he's got good shit, right? Yeah. He got the edibles and shit. He got a bakery, just edibles and fucking yeah. weed, brownies and gummies and fucking mm-hmm. weed hats and gowns and shit. Mm-hmm. That dude. That's a good business, <laughs> that's man. That's a good business right mm-hmm. now. If you are selling weed, if you deliver weed right now, oh my God. Yeah. You are making money hand over fist. Mm-hmm. And people, ain't nobody going to rat you out either because, I mean, they, everybody wants some weed. Yeah, I bet you there are people right now that are smoking weed that don't even really smoke it like that. Yeah, crazy man. Mm-hmm. That's hey, that's a great job. Yeah, um, but I think we done. We talked enough about the Rona. I don't really know or everything that's around it. So mm-hmm. uh, this was uh, the Rona news. Uh, <laughs> Trucker's Mind podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but switching gears. Um, recently, I guess this is kind of attached to the whole Rona thing, but it's really not. Um, I finally decided to get a gun, right? But here's the whole story. Um, it's been in the works for a while. I've been telling Keith, like, yeah, I need to get a gun. Just, I don't know, just to, you know, just to have good skills with it and pick the gun that I want and this and that and the third. Like, I'm a law-abiding citizen, so why not? You know, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know, super far left. I need to get it. You know, the, the guns are bad. Like, I've never been that type of person, mm-hmm. you know, but, and I do believe in the right to own a firearm. Or people's right, you know, I uh, I respect the Second Amendment, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um. But I was like, fuck, if I don't get a gun now, then I might not ever be able to get one. Not ever, but with the shit that's going on. Yeah. Like the climate right now, they might say no more gun sales or whatever. So I said, let me fucking go up there and wait on my day off. So I go in line. I'm waiting in line for over three hours. I'm waiting there, and you could tell, like, I'm one of the only black guys there. There was, like, one black guy in line. Everybody else was white. It was probably, like, a few Mexican people. And I was just like, no big deal, right? It's whatever. But I started noticing everybody was extremely right-wing, right? Mm -hmm. Which doesn't matter to me. I don't give a fuck who you support or what you are. Everybody was really white, right-wing. I said (laughs) white-wing. Yeah, that too. Uh, But (laughs) by the time I made it inside of the store, and I'm not going to say the name, but... Uh, they did give me really good information um, about what uh, what firearm I was about to purchase and whatnot, and this, that, and the third. Um, but it was extremely right wing. Like they was like, "Yeah, these liberals don't want to take our guns away. You should never vote Democrat. If you vote Democrat, you're trying to take our guns away." I'm just like, "Dude, these guys are just super high strung." Yeah, like come on. And then, uh, and then I, I I had a conversation with one guy, and I told him like, "I'm not liberal or conservative, man. I'm just." I'm just in the middle. I'm just a human being. He's like, mm. he's like, what? Like, it's like he couldn't. This dude was so tribal that he was like, you're not liberal or conservative. What are you? Like, I'm a human being, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And he Eddie was like, McGee. Yeah. Well, I'm conservative. And he was super just proud. Proud of being just conservative. super. It, it was just disgusting. Right. Yeah. And then the other dude was like, yeah, definitely, definitely conservative. And then it was a, this What was funny. I kind of had like uh, I got some comedy material because there was a Chinese guy in there. And he was like, yeah, I'm definitely conservative, man. And like, I, yeah, he's, I don't understand these liberals and they want to talk about guns, but now they want to buy one. This just doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. Let's be clear. 
Uh, guns are not only for conservatives. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Andrew Yang. Yeah, yeah. Chill out, Yang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the joke I was thinking of, I was like, man, you better chill out. You the one that gave us the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, uh, to make a long story short, I just told him. I said, look, man. I said, I don't agree with everything y'all saying, but it's not my job to change your opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be a waste of my time. And the dude was like, man, I like you, man. I was like, look, man, at the end of the day, like, I have my beliefs. There's certain things I don't believe in and certain things I believe in. Like, we had conversations, like, about social media and whatnot, about how sometimes, you know, about, I talked about, like, right-wing biases and left-wing biases and things of that nature. And the dude kind of was just, like, mind-boggled. Like, I can't believe he's not liberal or he's not conservative. That just yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's why people get mad at Joe Rogan. Yeah, they get they be mad at Joe Rogan because they'd be like, he sounds conservative. I know he was. And they said he sounds like a straight liberal because they just try to put him in a box and they can't. Yeah. You know, here's the problem with being tribalistic. I'm going to get back to the gun shit. Here's the problem with being tribalistic. What happens is, is if you're too far right or you're too far left, you will never see the wrong in what you're supporting. You will always believe that those you will always believe that Joe Biden is always right. You will always believe that Bernie Sanders is always right. You will always believe that Donald Trump is right because you're so tribalistic that you don't see the wrongs that they do. Yeah. And that's that's dangerous. Uh-huh. That's very dangerous. But to make a long story short, um, I went in there, decided on what gun I was going to get. And this guy during during the little conversation, he was just having like little like saying little things about like, yeah, I'm ready. I got a, I got a, I got enough. Uh. I got enough uh, ammo to last me a couple of years. I'm, I got this going, you know, and and it's just like this guy, like he really wanted to shoot somebody. Yes, yeah, toxic, man. Yeah, it's like this guy. There are some people that they're pro gun, but they're more than pro gun. It's the whole subculture of people that want to shoot mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. and they consider themselves like patriots. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I'm not with all this. I'm just getting this to, you know, pop potential protection and to learn how to properly use it. I'm not out here doing that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather fight you before I shoot you. Yeah. You know, but I don't want, you know, I don't mean it like literally like beat you up and then shoot you. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that? I got something else. You know? <laughs> but yeah, these guys seem like they wanted to shoot somebody. It was really odd. Yeah. I think that's that. that's the most annoying thing about the gun culture to me. Right. And about these uh, cons- extremely conservative people is that they treat it like it's a football team or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm conservative. I'm conservative. I need my guns. I need my guns. I think. Yeah. And to me, it, it it always I always look at the psycho the psychology of why these people are saying these things. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying, you know, they got small penises, so they need a gun or something like that. I just think like. For whatever it is going on in their psyche, they have this like extreme aggression towards like this this gun community or whatever. Yes, and it's like they and and because it's because it's a right and because it's in the um the freaking constitution, right? They just they just take it to the, to an extreme. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think if if there was if they were to change that culture. I think more more liberals would be okay with people having guns, but I think it's just something that's it's like that sort of energy. When you imagine right. if you're you know you're just just, just average liberal and you're right. going in there and you're just like, hey, you know, I live in a such and such community. I just kind of want to protect myself. Right. But you go in there and it's freaking conservatives grabbing their nuts and talking about how they hate liberals and how they're trying to take away their guns. Like you're just gonna walk out because <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. And like I like I was telling you on the phone. This guns are not 
politics. No, they somehow they made it political or whatever, just because that's just the nature of our country where we just want to pick two sides. Right. But it's not really political. You know what right. I mean? I know a lot of liberals that have guns. I know 100%. a lot of conservatives that have guns. 100%. I know a lot of liberals that illegally have guns because them niggas just be game banging. They just want to shoot everything. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? You said have a nice day. Oh, you want to die, nigga? <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, that's the only thing. Like, you know, I was telling Eddie earlier, I was like, because he's telling me this story. And I was like, that whole situation would have made me uncomfortable. And I just would have been going in there just to purchase a gun and leave. I wasn't trying to go in there. I like, uh, hypothetically, I wouldn't have been trying to go in there trying to, you know, give a freaking Martin Luther King speech about how we all need to come together or whatever. I would just yeah. wanted to purchase a gun, but yet you ran into these, a bunch of ignorant people just, you know, spewing right. out these, you know, these, these right. facts or what they would deem would be facts. Yeah. But here's the thing. My, my thing is I made sure I let them know, like, I'm not here to change your ideas of anything. That's not my job. Right. Uh, but it was just weird to me. What was weird to me more than anything is they treated everyone that came in that door as if they were conservative. Mm-hmm. Everything, the conversations they had were very right wing. It was always like, yeah, these libtards and yeah, these this and that. Libtards? Yeah, it's, 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 that's it's, so childish, it's, man. These libtards want to do this and that. It doesn't make any sense. They're doing this. And it's like, yo, you can never. It is so dangerous to be on one side of the fence so much that you don't see the reality of the other. It's some people that so far left, they was like, I think they should be teaching uh, kids about this. And it's something that's very adult. And yeah. It's very like not like normal or it's not the norm or something that's so different <clears throat> that you want to enforce that on like younger kids or whatever. And we kind of like, wait, wait, that's a lot. I wonder what the equivalent mm-hmm. of, with the, of that would be. Maybe like a LGBTQ like uh, community the, or something like that. What on the left? Yeah, for of that gun store, like what's the what's most the equivalent? extreme, like business that is on is on the left that oh, you would see, like? Because I just want to walk in there and hear the same sentiment said about conservatives. Right. Look at these, like I don't even know what they would call them, conservies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I'm trying to. The thing about it is the left and right are so different that there's extremes on both sides. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that when I went in that gun store, it was definitely a right wing extreme. But there Mm -hmm. are left wing extremes that definitely exist that me and Keith have talked about here on this podcast. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, I wasn't uncomfortable for the simple fact that I love to talk. Right. And Mm -hmm. being as I love to talk, I was just picking this guy's brain. And he said something like he felt so comfortable telling me something uh, that and, and especially me being a black man. I was just like, okay. He said, yeah, like, I don't understand BET. What's the deal with BET, right? This nigga. <laughs> and, and I was just like, what? He's yeah. like, you know, black entertainment. If there was a white entertainment, there'd be a problem. And I'm thinking like. He's just regurgitating. You're some, regurgitating the same shit yeah. you've seen on Fox News. Yeah. All I said was this, because I'm not going to argue with a guy in a gun store. Okay. So what I. <laughs> yeah. I have a story that's after this. Okay. Too. Yeah. What I, all I said is I said, look, man, there's a historical context there where people. Uh, of color or minorities were not represented in film and other industries and which is why things like telemundo and bet and other things exist for people of color so yeah i was like i mean i'm not trying to change your mind about it but this is why there's a historical context behind it it's not just you know black entertainment 
Yeah. I mean, as much as people want to believe we had equal rights in this country, in this country, just that's just incredibly false. Yeah. Incredibly false. If you want to go like my living parents, like (laughs) couldn't even drink water with their white friends. Mm -hmm. That's that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm only 35. Yeah. So we can't act like this shit just, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yeah. What were you saying, Keith? Now I'm saying um, a lot of these conservatives make everything so black and white. Like, right, right. You know, you're broke because you don't work hard. You do this there because you I work for everything I got. Blah 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 blah. And so there's this this lady that I know. She's a she's a producer, and we were in a meeting with her, and she was she was basically. This is this is what annoys me about um, just people in general is the the contradictions. They're walking contradictions oftentimes. Right. So. She's like, we're, we're talking about, you know, like, you know, entertainment, Hollywood, and we're talking about a certain actress. And she was like, if we get her on to this movie, she can't be coming in here with this whole Donald Trump hate speech that she has going on and that she con- constantly is spewing o- over the Internet or over the airwaves or whatever. And I'm just listening. You know what I mean? I'm not like I don't got right. no stake in this whole thing. Like I don't care if you're conservative or whatever. If right. you're a good actor, then we'll rock. Who cares? Um, but she, so she she went on this whole rant. And she was like, "I'm not political at all. I'm not political. I'm I'm for the people. I'm for the people." And then she goes on this whole rant about like the whole. But it's it. What basically ended up happening is she started spewing a bunch of conservative sentiments. Okay. So she's like. You know, there's a lot of people out here. And who do you think is going to pay for all these things? Who do you think is going to pay for the welfare? Who do you think is going to pay for, uh, you know, these uh, all these other things? Right wing talking points. Yeah, exactly. But in her mind, she 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 prefaced all these things by saying she's not political. And then she went out and started talking and then she talked herself right into this extreme conservative box. Right. Wow. So I was just like, I see it all the time, but I see it with liberals. I see with liberals too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, yo, I can't be a part of the conversation because I see what side of the fence you're on. Yeah. And you can't even see like you can't, it's like, it's weird. You can't even open your mind to see what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And it's weird when I have a, when I have a, I've had conversations with hardcore conservatives and then we'll, we'll agree on two things and they automatically like, yes, this is a black guy that's conservative. Let me start talking and spewing all this conservative rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on, homie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold on, homie. Like, yeah. I'm this, this ain't even that type of show. This one dude said, I remember I had a conversation with this dude. We talked for like 15 minutes. This is an older white guy. And cool guy. We had a great conversation. And I was like, hey, man, you have a great day, man. He said, hey, don't forget, we got to get, we got to, we got to vote for Donald Trump, man. And I was just like, why would you assume that I'm voting for him? What, yeah. Even if I was or I wasn't, like, why would you make that assumption? What I don't like about politics is people could talk to you about something that's 100% not political, but they will they will lump you into a political party based on a conversation. Yeah. That is fucking strange. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that, man. Yeah. Just could, like, imagine if I said, like, yeah, I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch this, and uh, Lucky Charms. They'd be mm-hmm. like, that's real. And you know what? I just love Bernie Sanders. You know, <laughs> you're like, wait, why would you assume I like yeah, Bernie Sanders? Because yeah. I like fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. What, what's wrong with you, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I love this new rig, man. It, it's just so powerful, man. It, you know, it has so many gears and this and this and that. And be like, hey, make sure we're voting for Trump when this you election know? comes up. <laughs> I, mean, I just drive a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, mm-hmm. man. 
No, I think what it is, like, they, it's just weird. I think there's a certain, like, mystique conservatives have, too. Like, when I went in a gun store, I had my plaid work shirt on. I had some, um, some work pants and some big, like, uh, cowboy style, uh, steel toe boots. Yeah. So they probably figure, like, yeah, this guy's completely conservative. Yeah. You know, you know, who knows? Because mm-hmm. when you think of concern, let's just let's just think about this. You think about these generalizations. Let's generalize for a little bit, right? When you think of like, you know, you know, uh, you know, vegans and nature and gay rights and all yeah. and all these things, that is a hundred percent liberal. Yeah. But when you think of like libtards. Yeah, libtards. <laughs> when you think of like rodeos and country music and boots. And Trump rallies and all you thinking conservative, yeah, a hundred percent. Country con- music, country music mm-hmm. is the it's the number one man. That's the number one conservative stronghold is country music. You go mm-hmm. to a country music concert, at least at least ninety percent of them people is conservative. Yeah, uh-huh. and I'm telling you, it's like if you go to a, I don't know, let's say you go to a gay parade, right? I'm not saying that we're going, but let's say you go to a gay parade, <laughs> at least. Mm-hmm. It, high 80s 90 some percent of them is liberal right mm-hmm. so what happens is is people tie these things together and they make these connections even when the even when the situation isn't asking for it yeah you know what i mean yeah he's just like what the fuck yeah so i can't go into a gun store without you assuming i'm conservative that's weird to me man mm-hmm. that's weird to me i think I, if i had a gun store my my slogan would be, and this is what I could tell is really conservative too. When I walked in, and I'm very visual, I read everything. Being a truck driver, you read so many signs. You're taught to do that, but you read so much that you get you start reading everything out in the world too. So when I walked inside the gun store, I looked to the left and I seen a blue lives matter flag. I was like, oh okay, that's one that's one thing that's showing that they might be conservative. Then I seen another one. It says uh, it was a Trump 2020 or whatever, and I was like, oh yeah, they're definitely conservative. Then I looked over and I seen a fucking like a deer with a deer uh, in next to like the shotguns, like mm-hmm. like a picture. I was like, yeah, so they're in the hunting. All these things are kind of like conservative. Um, like uh, tidbits or mm-hmm. like you kind of could pick up on them. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I didn't care that they were conservative, but I wouldn't even call them out for that. That they could believe what they want. Yeah. It's just kind of sad that other people do that, though. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, I just don't like this energy, man. I just feel like, and not to be this whole like Martin Luther King um, esque person, but it's just like I just I think genuinely that if people weren't so strong in their opinions like we could actually coexist oh my god yeah yeah but it just it just seems like you know if that that those people in there selling guns or like purchasing guns or whatever would just find it in their heart to be like oh maybe i do understand where they're coming from a little bit and then vice versa if a liberal is like well you know having guns may not be the worst thing in the world because you know there is a lot of unsafe things right. going on in the world right. and then we just come together and we could chop it up versus like you know like you always talk about those echo chambers those guys are constantly oh in the God. echo chamber of people in there and like that's why he assumed that you were conservative yeah because he's constantly being flooded with people that believe the same thing as exactly him. and it's this is folks if you're listening and you're like, I'm not like that. I just love my country and I love Trump. You know what? Like, yo, you you need to take a look at yourself. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't believe in what you believe in, but ask yourself, why do you believe in it? Do you believe in it because you believe in it or do you believe in it because you think you're supposed to? Mm-hmm. 
That second one is dangerous. Yeah. Because what you're doing is that's a cult following. You know, you, this, this is supposed to be politics. Politics is, you know, it's supposed to be for the greater good of the world. So why are you really, you know, championing, championing, championing who you're doing it to? Like, I don't really under, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would personally, I'll be honest with everyone. I think that um, in this time, if you don't have a gun, I'm not saying you need to get one. With me, it was different. It was in the making. I had been telling Keith for a while I was going to get one, so it's a lot different. But don't get a gun out of fear, because that means you shouldn't have one. Yeah, that that I mean, that's the same uh, gripe we have with police officers. A right. lot of these police officers are freaking walking anxiety people, you know, yeah. anxiety filled people, and that's why they're so trigger happy a lot of times. Like yeah. for you to shoot someone that you think is in your house that means you're way too anxious 100%. like you i i um I, when i was at iowa state i learned i learned about uh negative affect and it's right. basically this this idea of how is your brain functioning under anxious times you know right, what I mean? right 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 and a high negative affect means you're very jittery like you know in the case of the person that went and shot the the, I forget the name of the people, but the police officer Bob that Magin. went, yeah, yeah. So the the police officer that went in there and shot someone that she thought was in her house when she was actually in someone else's apartment. Um, that means you have a a very high negative uh, a very high negative affect. A low negative affect means under these highly stressful times, you're you're super calm and collected. You know, like right. you know, a lot like a lot of military guys when they're you know, they're able to like assess situations, assess a bomb threat, assess, you know, all these different things and and be able to maintain like a low, uh, a low heart rate so they can think clearly in these, right. in these times. So, um, but I just goes to say like what you were saying, like you shouldn't buy a gun out of fear because that means you have a low negative affect or 100%. generally mm-hmm. 100% or yeah. high negative affect. Sorry. No, I, I, I totally understood mm-hmm. you. And hopefully the people that listen to this podcast can comprehend what you were saying. <laughs> um, yeah, I think people that listen to this podcast consistently are pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. I would say they are. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. If you're dumb, you can be like, man, y'all ain't dumb enough, man. I got to listen. <laughs> I can't read. I need to listen to something that I can, can't read either. Yeah. Like, damn, nigga, you need to go to school. Dr. Boyce Watkins, <laughs> he out. Dr. Boyce Watkins always says um, in his YouTube videos and stuff, he says, uh, this is for the home of intelligent black people. So if you aren't intelligent, you can get out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I like I like that. I like that sentiment. Yeah. Well, this intelligent. Uh, yeah. His podcast is more directed towards like black people. It's a black. It's, hold on. Dr. Boyce Watkins. He does like black news, doesn't he? It's, it's primarily about black wealth. Oh, okay. Black financial literacy and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, and folks, the reason why these things exist, like black financial wealth and black uh, financial literacy is once again the historical context some people thinking like what if they had a white financial history well you got to understand you guys are the gold standard right yeah it's, it's from day one mm-hmm. so it's a lot different you know yeah I mean? it's, it's a lot different it's the same thing with the, like the latino chamber of commerce and things that these things exist not they don't exist as a shot at white people they yeah. exist because the the like i've said a million times the historical context you know what was not what what wasn't in place is yeah. why these things are in place yeah i mean if you want to actually do like a real case study on these things yeah um 
not for for us because we already know, but for I guess a white person out there, just have this casual conversation about the stock market, right? And go up to um, one of your white friends and ask them um, what kind of stocks they're investing in, or you know what what are they what are what are the stocks they're looking into, or how their portfolio is doing, and then go ask a black person that same question. Ouch! And they might not. They probably don't have no portfolio or they just won't know what to tell you or they don't have no real information. Or they might regurgitate some stuff that they've heard. Like, yeah, man, I'm looking into getting like Apple stocks right now because I know, yeah. you know, when trying to get back in order and everything, it's just like they you Nothing. can tell they don't know they what don't they're, know talking what they're talking about. about. Um, and that's why we have black financial literacy, you know, podcasts yeah. and speakers. Right. You should. There was a, a, a skit uh, that dude Rennie. He had a skit. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was it was literally dealing with that same thing, mm-hmm. but it was like it was him talking to his homie. His homie was black. Mm-hmm. He's like, "How about you invest in a rental property? <laughs> so you can make you know like money and empower yourself." Yeah. And his homie was like, "Nigga, what a bitch is that, man? <laughs> man, what a weed at, man? Damn. Yeah, yeah." And man. I was busting up laughing, but that's not that's, funny, man. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, one, one beautiful thing though, that I um, do appreciate about this time or this tumultuous time is that a lot of people are starting to, you know, become more financially literate. Uh, I've had, you know, two, maybe uh, three or four of my friends and family just hitting me up like, yo, like I'm looking into getting some stocks and um like I even bought my niece some stocks and just just overall I think as a as a as a community we because because the stock prices are so low I think people are looking at this as like almost like a gold mine like oh right. this is this is the perfect opportunity to jump in so um I hope I hope that these people stick it out and they they're they're investing for the right reasons and know right. that this is a long-term thing. This is not, yeah. you know, you invest in a stock today and you're rich tomorrow. This is it's like not, no. you invest in a stock today and in 30 years you'll be able to retire. So hundred um, percent. But yeah. most people don't look at the long game. They just want to capitalize now. That's why we live in a world where people will buy a bottle like this bottle. I have a huge bottle of sanitizer in front of me right now. Yeah. And I've had it for quite some time way before all this shit popped off. This is so big. This shit can last you a very long time. Yeah. And some years. Yeah, that is fucking huge. I have a small hand sanitizer. Uh I don't. I wish I knew when I bought it, Uh but that mug is lasting me months. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you can use it every day. Yeah. But this one is fucking huge. But anyways, somebody will buy a Piro bottle and this is a 40 ounce. This is 40 ounces of sanitizer yeah that's a lot of fucking sanitizer that's crazy yeah some of y'all drink 40 ounces but imagine it being sanitized <laughs> yeah nah but somebody will sell something like that online for 250 dollars, but they crack down on them people were buying yeah bottles yeah. of purell yeah some guy uh he had went up and down and just bought a bunch of hand sanitizers and tried to flip them for like 300 percent profit or whatever and they shut it they shut it all down on Amazon and eBay, both of them. So that's it's 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 kind of stupid. Like that's another selfish, you know, thing. Yeah. That's almost more selfish, you know, than people hoarding toilet paper. And wouldn't, stuff. It, wouldn't it be a bitch if you sell the t- all your sanitizer and then you get coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the perfect ending. Uh, to you have a pocket full of money and lungs and <laughs> fucking going away. <laughs> yeah, but I I think even if somebody did that and they just 
um, sold them in in a way where they were just profiting the normal, you know, the normal profits. I, I would I would respect that, right. but for people going out there trying to like hoard all the it's you know bullshit. sanitization and then flip it for a profit, that's tr- that's crazy, man. Yeah, and I'm glad that they stepped in as far as eBay, Amazon, and these other uh, these other uh, you know online entities to to prevent that from happening because it's 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 like we don't have money right now. Niggas don't have jobs, right, so right. like why would you even be doing that? Yeah, I mean, well. When they were really selling this shit, there was jobs that were still people. They weren't out of school. And yeah, yeah, yet. yeah. So you know, people seen. I could see the storm coming. You know, I knew I got to stock up because they're gonna try to take what I have. Yeah. I know a lot of conservatives would be thinking like that too. Yeah, they're like they're gonna try to take what I have. I this can't wait for one of these. These countries been so great <laughs> to me. I can't wait for one of these bums to come try to break in my house. They're I got so enough. So ready to I got shoot enough, somebody. Yeah, I got enough ammo to light them up for five years straight. Mm-hmm. I'm a patriot. Yeah, I'm a patriot. <laughs> <laughs> the only patriots I know they got Tom Brady playing for. Them, okay, <laughs> I ain't. You are not a patriot. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's one of those things, man. Uh, yeah. But uh yeah. You know 2020 is crazy when this nigga Tom Brady is not on the Patriots. Wow, man. it's crazy. That's more shocking than the coronavirus. Yeah. Damn. I don't know what was more of a headline. Coronavirus or motherfucking Tom Brady? <laughs> they had Tom Brady in big big letters like Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers. Underneath it it was real small like coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh switching gears. I had a conversation with Keith before the podcast, and I just briefly talked about, you know, recently I turned 35 this month on the 8th, and I thought about, you know, exactly 10 years ago where I was and how my life was going, and I remember I was um, I was heading home from work the other day, and the song by Kid Cudi, I had it on my Spotify playlist, it's called Sky Might Fall, right, mm-hmm. and, and it came out, that album came out 10 years ago, and I remember back then I was in very uncertain situation, um, you know, I lost my job. I was living with my aunt at the time. And uh, I didn't know where my life was going. And that song was playing. And I think this is why Kid Cudi has such a big following is because he makes music that's personal to a lot of other people. Yeah. And I felt like the sky was falling on me. You know, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was still pretty. I was really young. I didn't know what I want to do with my life. Um, Just everything was different. Even like the relationships I had. Like I was dealing with this girl that was, you know, it was really bad for me. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just it's just a trip how far you could come from then to now. Yeah. Um, You know, whether it's not not just I think I've gained so much more um, mentally than anything. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't even be where I what where I am now without experiencing things I experienced like toxic like relationship. I, I experienced that. Yeah. And it was hurt. It was it hurt me. I remember um there was a chick I was dealing with. And uh, one day she had the nerve to ask me, like, like, am I stressing you out? And I was thinking, like, I just said no. But, like, inside I was like, yeah, you're hurting me. Yeah. You know, like, you hurt me every day. You know, yeah. and and going through things like that have sculpted and turned me into the man I am. I'm, I, don't, I don't regret any of the things that I went through, um, but I benefited from those experiences. I benefited from um, uh, the, the pain. I benefited from the dysfunction i benefited from these scenarios they've kind of yeah they've kind of like i literally learn from things which i'm happy about most people don't learn they will go from one toxic relationship to the next one yeah i've i've, I've had hardly not too many like i spend most of my time especially now 
recent years of being single. Mm-hmm. Just because when I see those traits, I run away from it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fear. It's a fear, and people say that's not good. You shouldn't be scared. You should give someone a chance. But when you see um, it's when you see uh, what do you, uh, patterns? Yeah, when you see patterns of something that you've been through before, you don't need to fuck with that. Yeah, you have to understand the average person in the world is dysfunctional. We just seen people go crazy over toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to find somebody? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how are you supposed to find somebody in a world where people are fighting over chicken sandwiches and toilet paper? Yeah. Really weird. It's a really weird world to live in. So if you find a companion, be thankful that you did. But that's not, that's only one phase of it. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to finances, you're not thinking about the long game. You're thinking about, like, I need a job to take care of myself. You yeah. Know, um. It's just so much, man. And you know, yeah. yeah. I think um, you know, as far as like with me, um, I was in high school at this time ten years ago. Um, and just the way I, I think I was still goal oriented. I still mm-hmm. wanted to to do a lot of the things that I am doing now. Um, but I just didn't know. I was I was a little bit naive in the way that I that I viewed um success or how to how to attain success right you know for me it was i I was you know kind of hell-bent on going to school and you know playing d1 football and stuff like that that i i didn't really like just i just didn't know anything i was super green i didn't know how to get into college i didn't know how to fill out financial aid i didn't know how to you know apply for scholarships i didn't know fee waivers i just didn't know nothing and um that you know, being that green and that naive at the time, it, it, it led me to where I am now. But, you know, I, I'm not regretful of it in any way. Um, but t- I think the biggest thing that I took away from this journey is like how persistence and hard work can get you a lot of places. 100%. Um, because then I, I knew hard work in the sense of I knew hard work in the sense of like athletics, like right. you go to practice every day and you, you know, you wake up for zero period and you work extremely hard and, you know, you go out and win like, you know, uh, games and stuff like that. But I didn't know hard work in the sense of like studying hard. I didn't know hard work in the sense of, um, you know, putting putting a podcast above all else on a Sunday night. You know what I mean? Right. So I think I think uh, I think I, I've taken that. um I think I finally turned that football lessons into like real, real world lessons. And I, I think as far as like relationships, I'm so much more, I'm so much more um, honest and I'm so much more uh, like better able to communicate. I think when you're, when you're like, you know, 18 or 19 or even when I was, you know, like 22, 23, and you're dealing with people you you don't really you don't really know, understand like how valuable communication is in a relationship. So oftentimes like Eddie said when when a girl asks you how you're doing or how you're feeling and you just say like I'm good or you don't actually say what's on your mind, it's it's extremely toxic and you carry this this weight on you right. throughout your day. So yes. in that situation if a girl says like am I stressing you out and you say no, and in her mind, she's taking what you're saying at, you know, yeah, for what it is. Value, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, you know, she may do something else that may be extremely minor, but you're like, what's going on? Yeah, you're you, you may like explode on her, but it's that's not even the real reason. Right. So I think right. for me, like the biggest thing that I've learned is just like 
to communicate. And even like, and that's in like a, you know, a, a romantic relationship, but even in your personal relationships, just being able to communicate with your friends or whomever and let them know like what they're doing wrong or what they need to do or like, you know, just trying to give them that push or that kick in the butt to to tell them to, you know, to be the best version of themselves. Like a lot of those things, like I would probably just keep to myself or just giving certain advice on things because I've been through it. I think that's um, just some of the things that I've learned over the past 10 years. Yeah, definitely, man. It's uh, it's a trip, man. It just it, to me, I, I think that most of us can reflect and say, you know, we've came a long way. But there's some people it's sad to say that they're literally living the same life 10 years later. Yeah. Like a fucking child. I know. And I think that we have some of the most childish 30 plus year old people ever in history. God damn, man. These motherfuckers are stupid. And yeah. You know, chicks that are 30 years old, 30 plus years old and. This the, the amount of attention that these chicks beg for on social media is just disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, how can I take you seriously? How can I have a girlfriend or a wife that constantly wants attention? That is a, just disgusting. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Like, what? It I, I I just can't do that. Um, another one is just people in general. Uh, it's just a very weird time. I think a lot of it is social media. I think it's it's kept people acting young but not actually being young yeah which is a little strange as, as well mm-hmm. um, but yeah yes yeah, it's, it's something about uh social media that brings out the kid and the you know people that we think should be acting more mature here's the thing um okay social media is almost like a i want to say a breeding ground but it's almost like a a a, a it's a lie. A lot of it's a lie. Yeah. And what do children do the most? They lie, mm-hmm. right? So if you're on social media lying all the time, that makes you very childlike. Yeah. It can. I think, I think one thing that I, I've, it's kind of part of this like 10 year journey is, is that that whole realization as mm-hmm. far as like that social media is a lie. And I think that's, it's, it's hard for people to grasp sometimes. Like um, even like, you know, dealing with people like dealing with different relationships and stuff like that. If 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 the world doesn't see it on social media or whatever, it's not real. And I Man. think that's I think that's something that, you know, like I luckily I've been able to to grasp just because like in the in in reality, no one cares Mm-mm. about your personal life. They uh, really don't. No, nope. you know, you you provide a, you know, a glimpse of entertainment for some people or a nice picture or, you know, a nice post on Facebook or an accomplishment or whatever. But in reality, nobody cares. No, they Cause, really don't give a Yeah, because the same people that will, you know, double tap your picture of you and your girl on your anniversary or whatever, be yeah. the same nigga that will slide in her DMs. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand so. percent. That's why, in, in first of all, just being a regular guy and having a girlfriend there's going to be guys that want to do that. But if you're the type of guy that gotta, you got to post all these half naked photos of your girlfriend, mm-hmm. you're making it worse. I've seen I've heard of like stories where like the rapper out here, the local rapper that got the girl, his girl in his video and she bouncing her booty around or whatever right, like that. Right. Get his girl snatched from him by the other local rapper. Right. And she doing that same thing in his videos now. Wow. So it's just like, 
It like no one cares about your relationship, right? No, nah, nobody. Like only you and your partner should care about your relationship, and your family and your friends. But other than that, but yeah, that's a grown, that's an adult relationship though, where you, where you're, you're only trying to prove things to your partner and not mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, and that's I think that's an adult relationship. Most of them nowadays is like, how cute can we look in a selfie at the beach? Yeah, you know, let's hashtag coronavirus and take a selfie together. Yeah, like, who gives nobody gives a fuck? Nobody cares. And the thing that is, is, some people are so naive that um, they really believe if if it's out in the world, it's real. A hundred percent. It really just it really just lets people know that like the playing field, and especially for guys like you know you could I've. <laughs> I know people personally that will post a picture what they do it or whatever, and then the next one, and then the next time they post a picture by themselves, like it'd be niggas in there, like on the comments, <laughs> like yo, like you know, your body is crazy or whatever the case may be. You thick out here. Yeah, exactly. Thick so it's like here. all that is just information for them to for for a guy to maneuver around this situation. It's like, oh, okay, you gotta you gotta do it. Okay, let me. Let me see. Where do I know this guy from? Do I know this guy? Is he out of town? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? It's just right. all. It's just all information in a database. Yeah, weird, very mm-hmm. weird. But yeah, um, to piggyback in uh, in that uh, that topic, man, just take a take a step back and think about where you've came in the past ten years, however old you are, and that's a testament to how much um, your life has enhanced or has stayed the same. It could be alarming or it could be inspiring. So just mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Switching gears. Um, <laughs> this is pretty funny. Uh, Barack Obama accidentally followed a porn star named Sarah J. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why I think this is hilarious is based on the fact that even if someone runs his social media and they follow him, like, why is it such a foreign thing to realize people watch porn? I really don't understand. And what if Barack Obama likes watching Sarah J? And, mm-hmm. you know, what if he was actually using that social media platform and accidentally followed it? Mm-hmm. He's the president of the United States, but he's still a man. He's still human. He's a former president. Former president. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Like I don't. And Sarah J is just like a thick, a thick white girl in the pornos that bangs black guys. So I <laughs> guess the best Barack probably likes that. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, uh I like what I see. Uh, <laughs> got a big booty. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like your videos. <laughs> like who knows? I guess he had followed her and then it got un- unfollowed. But yeah. The fact that a president followed a porn star is so it's so foreign to people. Yeah. It's like these are normal guys, man. Yeah. I I just think that uh I you know, you you when it comes to being the president or any sort of political figure, you gotta be like this perfect human being. False and Look at the president now. No, I'm not I'm not saying in real life. I'm Got just it. saying like 100%. In, in quotes, you know. <laughs> right. But um I think that I think that um it's 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 just like a we we're put we're putting too much pressure on these people like you said. They're right. just human beings. And um he's not even a president anymore. No. And I and in and part of it for me is that I don't know enough information about the way that this follow happened and you know like you said a guy like Barack Obama probably doesn't have a real handle on his Twitter or whatever it's, he's probably not tweeting from his phone and maybe Instagram or I thought it was it was Twitter that he followed her on let me double check yeah I'm pretty sure it's Twitter but either way like I don't think he's I don't think he's putting like yeah. typing everything Twitter. it's on Twitter yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think he's typing everything that he's saying on in on Twitter and Instagram or whatever, I think that he probably has someone that handles these sort of things. Some just younger person, 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe they just followed him. So for me, like, I just don't have enough information about the situation to to really have a a, a real stance on it. But at the same time, it's like she got a fat booty. You know what I mean? You know what yeah. I'm saying? She uh, is one of my favorite stars. Uh, <laughs> I seen the way she was uh, sucking that dick. And I <laughs> had to make sure I followed it. Uh... uh <laughs> Barack during his speeches, he's take too long, man. Yeah, he's like, like fuck, man, spit it out, Norma- write, it, write it down, something. Like, shit. Normally, when I think about BBC, I'm referring to British Broadcasting Communications. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, <laughs> Sarah J is taking all the BBCs, the Big Blackhawks. <laughs> 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 uh, I I I'm, I'm really uh, 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 I'm embarrassed the fact that Michelle saying uh, that I followed a uh, porn star. Um, she told me about the porn, and uh, uh, now we're finding a way to uh, get the, get the family involved uh, to stop this. You're uh, like, goddamn, bro! Right? Right, he'll filibuster your ass. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. I, it's it to me. It's hilarious, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. That's all I got to say about that, folks. Uh, yeah, nothing to be ashamed of. I personally don't follow porn stars. That's a waste of a follow. I mean, back in the day, you used to follow them little. You know what I mean, them little oh, pages on Facebook. Bro, <laughs> yo, let's talk about this, dude. Back when Facebook, okay, not even Facebook, but yes, Facebook, yes, but Instagram. When Instagram first started, and you're scrolling through the timeline. And you start seeing a bunch of these half-naked women and shit. It's the first time you ever see things like this on social media. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. I can't believe they're out here doing this. this is, let me follow this. So before you realize that you're following over three, 400 pages of chicks um, twerking in the gym, not even lifting weights. And you're like, what the fuck am I? Why am I following this? What is yeah. this? You it know? ruins your perception of women. It really does. Yeah. It, 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 it's a very toxic form of. Uh, content and it, I, and it starts to desensitize you to, yeah you know to women yes and you start to look at them like oh dang look you see her pussy from the back damn she got some big old titties and it's I, like you should not be looking at women through a scope like that because it affects how you interact with them i think also you know they have that um this idea that you know watching too much porn like ruins your your uh your sex life because you you have this perception of porn and you think you know that the sex that you have is supposed to be like that in, in pornos. Right. I think that, you know, us as far as like following celebrities and following all these, you know, these fitness models and all these things, I think it also ruins relationships because what one, one thing that we have to realize is as a society is that our wife is probably not going to be as sexy as like Rosa Acosta or whatever uh, fitness model is on there with, you know, doing you know, booty exercises in yeah. a bikini. You yeah. know what I mean? Our right. wife is probably, she's, you're going to find her extremely attractive or whatever, but she's probably not going to look like that. So for me, I equate that to like the same way that people, right. um, you know, they view uh, watching porn. To be honest, I don't, to be real, I don't need a woman to look anything like a girl that's considered like a fantasy to people. I don't need that. What it is, is I just need a, I mean, not even need, I just would prefer just a regular looking woman. Yeah, I don't need a woman to have these huge fucking tits walking around having her titties out all day. I don't need a chick to be all thick with booty shorts on. Yeah, the thing is, is that any woman that you really care about, that you really like, she becomes so much more attractive to you 
because you're attracted to her. Yeah. You're not attracted to what she looks like. Yeah. So it's much deeper. You're connected to her on a much deeper level than that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you might see a porno or a chick on Instagram, but it's like, I can't ever relate to her the way I can relate to the girl that I'm with. Yeah. It's two different, it's levels to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you start to realize, like, for me, um, I'm so mature now that I, I, I find, like, the, um, the intangibles a lot more attractive right. than some right. of the physical things. Oh, you read books? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's generally the, because you could, honestly, you could stick dick in anybody. Yeah, you know, sure. but when it comes to like trying to find somebody, I don't know, man. I don't know about that one though. I had to rethink it. Yeah, you're not, you're not anybody. You gonna mess around and that mug gonna fall off. <laughs> <laughs> that that Corona pussy ain't no joke. Out I here. don't know, man. Some people because you know, people on the far left would be like, "That's right, everyone." <laughs> I'm, pa- I'm, I'm, pa- I'm pansexual. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I retract. We need an edit point right there. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But basically, what I'm trying to say is that you know we, as you know, grown men or like men that are mat- maturing or finding our finding our own maturation, um, where we hold you know, these intangibles and, and, and intellect and all these other things. Like we're sapiosexuals at this point. We're we're holding, you know, the um you know, uh a woman's intelligence and you know how she can hold down a house, her you know, how her independence and all these other things and how well, you know, because at, at the end of the day, we are subconsciously looking for someone that can be the mother to our children or to that could be a good wife. And you having a fat ass doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a good nothing. wife or a good it, mother. It means nothing. All it means is that you look better from behind when I'm hitting it from the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean anything else. Mm-hmm. It does not mean anything else. Ladies, let me be very clear. If you've been with a man for years and you like and you look at these photos of these girls on Instagram and you're like, oh, God, I know I don't look anything like them. I know my I see, you know, I see my husband liking photos of these girls or I see my boyfriend or or husband liking photos of this girl. Let me be very clear. I don't know if your man if you I don't think you realize what your value is at that point. Because he could like a photo of a girl with big old titties or a big old booty on Instagram, but her value is way lower than yours. Yeah. She is just a picture on Instagram. You are the real thing. Don't yeah. ever forget that. Yeah. Don't ever forget that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's why, I, and it's, it's um, there's no, not any real competition when it comes to, but once you're securing yourself and you realize that, you know, you kind of are what you are and you're the, the the, the things that you were blessed with are set the way they are and you can't do much about it outside of plastic surgery, I think you'll be good, you know. And I think that, you know, I think a lot of, um, I guess it depends on who you're in a relationship with, but there's a lot of men out here that have the opportunity to 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 look at women or whatever, but in reality, in their mind, like they only have their eyes on you. Right. You know, so it's I just true. think you got to just be secure within yourself. One thousand percent. Well, it looks like we came to the end of this one. Yeah. Um, we'd like to thank everyone who is uh, 
maintaining their quarantine inside and, you know, trying to find mm-hmm. out things about themselves. <clears throat> but thank you once again for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. We're out of here. Peace.